Hi everyone, happy December! My name is Melinda, checking in for the last episode of our monthly podcast series, well at least for this year. 2020 is almost over and I was thinking a lot about the topic we should bring for this occasion, with everything happening this year, how we have this global situation, how as a company we are about to embark upon new and exciting projects. But somehow, while these are all very important things to discuss, I was inspired by the feedback you, our audience, provided us with after our previous podcast, which was a women's roundtable discussion with four of our amazing women. You were just so supportive of us for sharing our personal stories coming from different cultures and backgrounds that it really got me thinking, why don't we do another virtual roundtable? But this time, being at the end of a challenging year at least, uh, let's say goodbye in a way that could bring joy and maybe even evoke a smile on our audience's face by sharing our stories on how we like to celebrate. So please welcome to this conversation, Zion from Ethiopia. Hi, everyone. Solnash from Pakistan. Hi, everyone. And Parias from the DRC. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys, and thank you so much for being here. So I was thinking that I think that we even have some holidays in common. For example, Zion, I think you also celebrate Easter, right? Yes, yes, we do. Easter is pretty big here in Ethiopia, and it's actually like my absolute favorite holiday. Easter has a really special place in my heart, and I think it's because... Most of my fondest memories as a child happened during this holiday and the fact that my family always spent Easter at our relative's house was really exciting for me and it gave me a lot of memories because I was an only child, well I'm still an only child, but um, when I was a kid I was really lonely because I didn't have any siblings to play with so Easter was the time I got to meet up with my cousins and just talk to kids my own age as opposed to hanging out with adults all day, which can be pretty boring as a child. So Easter has been a really uh, fun experience for me in the past. And so since Easter always happened on a Sunday, we usually went uh, to our relative's house on a Saturday and we slept over. And then the next day on the holiday, we'd just gather around and have this huge family dinner with all of our favorite foods. Um, mm which was really awesome and really fun. And it was just a great excuse to just stuff my face with a lot of um, maybe unhealthy food. <laughs> so um, after, my, after we had dinner, me and my cousins would put on this talent show type thing for our parents. Um, and it's really embarrassing when I look back on it now, but it was pretty fun at the time. Um, so I used to do this like cultural dance um, that we did in Ethiopia. And my cousin would kind of attempt uh, her version of stand-up comedy, which I bring up on occasion now just to kind of uh, embarrass her a little bit. But it was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and then uh, we would get this cash prize of like 10 bucks. And it was just this huge fortune in our eyes. So we got pretty com- like pretty competitive um, and kind of tried to outdo one another and it was just really funny and my parents just laughed um, and laughed and laughed when they mm. saw us being so serious about this so that was pretty fun for them too mm-hmm. um, aside from this so Easter is pretty um, for some families celebrate Easter in a different way so if you follow a certain religion um, you would have to fast for two months before mm. the actual holiday so my family did that 
And that means that basically for two months, you would just be a vegan. And then on the holiday, you would get to eat um, everything, you, any type of food you want. So there was this tradition where everybody would gather around and break their fast at like 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, and we would do this by eating a traditional Ethiopian chicken stew, which is really delicious. And I recommend it for you guys if you ever find yourselves in Ethiopia. I think you guys would really love it. Mm. Um, and I, I really participated in this particular tradition of waking up at 3 a.m. to eat food because I just loved to sleep way too much. <laughs> um, but it was a really um, nice thing uh, that we did back then. And we still celebrate Easter together at times, but it was it was more fun when I was a child. But yeah, so these experiences from my childhood have really made this holiday special. Hmm. Thank you, Sion, for sharing um, such colorful memories. And I think the talent show bit also um, sounded really interesting to me. And just like Sion, I think my favorite holiday has a lot to do with my childhood memories. Um, Choti Eid, uh, commonly known as Eid al-Fitr, is celebrated in Pakistan for three days. Um, it is a celebration at the end of the month of Ramadan, which is a fasting period. And it is celebrated with the sighting of the crescent moon. Um, I remember as a child, we'd run to our rooftops to spot the moon and the entire neighborhood would be on the rooftops as well to see the moon. It created the sense of unity and belonging for all of us. Um, it's also believed that whatever you pray for while looking at this moon, that prayer will be accepted. Um, mm. And as a child, you would pray for good food in the morning or your uh, or your mom not scolding you for the rest <laughs> of the year. Um, but I think that belief has still stuck with me as an adult. Um, and I still wish for something um, when the crescent moon is sighted. Um, the night when the moon is sighted, female members of the family would put henna on their hands and families would start preparations for Eid's breakfast. Um, it is common to have something sweet in the morning like semolina halwa, sweet rice, mm -hmm. or like in my family, it used to be this traditional bread pudding that we all used to love and my mom would make it in a huge quantity um, <laughs> to fulfill our cravings. Um, so essentially, Eid is just a day um, like Christmas or Easter for families and friends to come together eat good food and be thankful for their blessings. Mm -hmm. um, there's a special attention given to meal preparation and dressing up. Um, there's henna, bangles, uh, new clothes, and the elders actually also give young ones money or gifts known as Eidi. Um, mm -hmm. And as a child, I remember we used to stand in the line whenever an, um, an elder was ready to give Eidi. Um, and it was such a moment of excitement. And at the end of the day, um, we will count our Eidi. And it was sort of like a competition that who got more. Um, <laughs> but it was also fun because um, the next day um, we would buy something from that amount or and it was also encouraged that we should give away um, in charity some of the amount. Um, so it is an opportunity for not only families to come together, but it's also made sure that the wider community um, can also enjoy this day. Hmm. So that sounds so cool. And you painted such a lovely picture that I feel as if I was part of Eid. I absolutely adore how you make a wish when the crescent moon is in sight. But I need to ask, what is bread pudding? Uh, so locally it is known as Shahi Tukre and Shahi means royal 
um, so families um, actually make it differently across the country but basically it is just toasted bread um, mm. soaked in flavor sweet milk mixture and garnish mm. with the pistachios and silver leaf mm. um, so even though the recipes are act- and even the south the recipe is really different from how we make it but on a very basic level it's just some really nice toasted bread uh, soaked in uh, milk mixture Okay, I had a completely different idea in mind, but that actually sounds delicious. Uh, And, you know, your family customs reminded me of the way we celebrate Christmas here in Hungary, which has been my favorite holiday ever since I was a little girl. Well, getting gifts had a lot to do with it back then, of course, but nowadays what I really appreciate is that this is the holiday, you know, when the whole family comes together, Mm. regardless of where we live. And we actually cook together, needless to say, enormous amounts of traditional food. Um, but since you mentioned your um, your traditional food, let me just test you here very quickly. Has any one of you ever heard of stuffed cabbage? I think that's something that's really unique to you, Melinda. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Anyway, we would also dress up. We would decorate the Christmas tree together. And my absolute favorite part is when we start playing board games. This is a big thing in our family. We are we are from 18 to 78. Mm. And I tell you, my grandma, she can wipe anyone off the table when it comes to card games. It's just <laughs> so much fun to play together. And uh, well, in the evening, we would just exchange gifts like normal people. And more often than not, being as embarrassing as it is, we would just watch Home Alone together. (laughs) (laughs) That's a movie I've watched a long time ago. You know, December brings a lot of joy, starting with Christmas celebration. And in my country, Christmas and New Year are all celebrated the same way. Congo is one of the countries with less public holidays, and the one I like the most is the 1st of January, when we celebrate the new, the new Year. Back when we were in school, we used to get two weeks for Christmas and New Year celebration. That's why it's very memorable. Mm-hmm. Having lived in a small town where you can see everyone in the city starting the preparation like one month before, because price of goods will be higher as we approach New Year. You will notice parents buying new clothes for the children and on the important note, this is a holiday where most of our conservative parents will do anything to satisfy their children's needs. <laughs> Any toy, clothes you like will be bought for you. Then came the New Year Eve where we mostly invite our relatives and friends. We will arrange a big table where everyone can sit and much of the talking, eating, gossiping will happen there before parents will ask us to prepare for church service held each New Year Eve. After church, services will usually finish at 4 a.m. on the 1st January. We will return home and then let the party get started. Usually (laughs) around 7, the cooking will start and a huge crowd can be seen in the kitchen, everyone doing tasks assigned to them. Men usually are assigned tasks to make sure the drinks are well, well conserved and ready. They will participate in the cooking also by setting up the barbecues. After this home celebration, now we are all to join our friend in downtown to party away from the family. And that's where it all goes down. That sounds like a lot of fun. And it's really great that you have time with both your family and friends on the holiday. And I'm sure you have a lot of fun memories from those parties. Yeah, um, and just like Paris and like Sion pointed out, um, I remember this one time when I was eight years old, uh, my parents were hosting an Eid get-together. 
Um, the guests were about to arrive and my sister was ironing my clothes, but she accidentally burnt them. Um, I remember it was a total chaos with me crying in a corner and my sister getting all flustered. Um, thankfully, my mother found an alternative in my wardrobe. Um, but I remember I gave my sister a tough time after that. Um, and later in the evening, in order to actually apologize to me, uh, she gave me some of her ED as well. Um, so I got, it wasn't a big loss for me at the end of the day. No way. But it's actually, it's a good thing that you are able to laugh at it. I mean, mostly, I mean, not all family memories or family related memories are funny uh, <laughs> when we actually experience them. But when we look at when, we, when they become memories, they can actually be funny. <laughs> and it it reminded me of a similar yet a bit more tragic haircutting incident between me and my sister. But I'm just going to save that for later. <laughs> So that is just so great. Uh, reflecting back to Paris, it's, I think it's just so great starting the new year with the family coming together. It's actually it's new for me because in Hungary, um, what we do is that we have lots of fireworks at midnight, lasting about mm. an hour. And by then, people are usually at parties and not with their families or not so much with their families, depending on the age, of course. But... Mm, well, you know, maybe there will be no huge parties with friends coming together this year. And maybe we will just welcome the new year in our pajamas on the balcony <laughs> at home, you know, safe distancing style. But for sure, we will celebrate the end of 2020. Yes or no? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, hearing about all of your customs and traditions, I'm thinking about how despite our holidays might be about different things. And the way we celebrate could also be different. But there is one thing in common that I just realized is that it's all about sharing love and joy, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't yeah. matter the holiday or the season, but we just all have to celebrate being surrounded by our loved ones and creating even more joy together with them. Thank you guys for sharing these stories with me. It was so great getting to know you. And of course, bread pudding better. For our audience, let me take this chance and wish you a happy end of 2020. May we learn and grow from this year. But most importantly, let me wish you a wonderful happy new year filled with joy and success. But don't go too far though. We'll be back in January with the second part of this roundtable. Bye everyone and I hope the next time we tune in um, we are actually uh, able to share more stories with you guys and the world is in a much better place. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope that everybody has a wonderful end of the year. Um, so like Zulnash said, we I hope that in the next year we get better outcomes and the world is a much more better place. So thank you everyone and have an awesome end of year. Goodbye, everyone. Take care. Take care, everyone. And see you in 2021.